Hello and welcome to the Fit More Into Your Lifestyle podcast with your host, Kelly Wetmore. On today's episode, we are going to be talking all about creating a healthier relationship with food. And if you're struggling with your relationship with food right now, I want you to know that I was in your shoes as well. And although it seems like such a long time ago, I really did struggle. I struggled big time with disordered eating tendencies. And unfortunately, I fell into a lot of traps. And I just want you to know that I understand where you're coming from. Now, I believe that the biggest thing that unfortunately leads to disordered eating among, you know, young women and, you know, leading into the rest of their lives, right? And developing that unhealthy relationship with food at such a young age is caused by lack of education, right? Because when we are not understanding, you know, what food really does for our bodies and how it nourishes us, it does eventually then lead to sometimes, not always, disordered eating patterns um, and various potential disorders, right? And most commonly eating disorders. So, you know, with that being said, right, on tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about the Fit More Into Your Lifestyles Foundations and how I help my clients really develop a healthier relationship with food. So I think that one of the philosophies, right, is going to be getting out of a place of restriction, right? Because oftentimes my clients come to me and they are heavily restricting their food intake. And here's the thing is that you cannot heal from a place of restriction, right? I want you to think of it like this. And this is something I learned in my clinical rotation um, during my internship, my dietetic internship. When I was at my dietetic internship, right, in clinicals, right, we learn a lot about pressure injuries and wounds. Think of it like this. When you have a pressure injury, you're going to need a much higher protein requirement, right? That's just plain and simple. Well, if you are not giving your body the nutrients it needs, such as protein, then it's going to be almost impossible to heal that pressure injury, right? Think of healing your relationship with food, such as an injury, right? That's why we call it healing. You cannot continue to restrict your food intake if you want to heal your relationship with food. You cannot grow from a place of restriction. And that's why I wanted to really use that analogy uh, because you cannot grow that tissue back if you're not coming from a place of abundance. So that's first and foremost. And that's why I always within my coaching program end up taking women through a reverse diet, right? And if you don't know what a reverse diet is, it's basically intentionally increasing your caloric intake so you can 
focus on not only developing a healthier relationship with food, but also optimizing your body composition, speeding up your metabolism. Um, and of course, like pushing more in the gym with that energy that you have available, right? So not only do all of these women see such an amazing and incredible difference in their body composition, right? Um, But they also see that incredible difference with their relationship with food. So, you know, with that, throughout that reverse diet, and what I like to do within my coaching program is kind of touch base on reframing mindset a lot of the times, because I was actually speaking with a woman on Instagram this morning. She was asking me for advice um, on her journey. And she was saying, you know, um, I often refer to, you know, the meals that I have out with my family as cheat meals, right? And I, you know, said to her, like, hey, you know, like, and we both agreed on this, like, using that word cheat meal is referring to the fact that you cannot include these types of food in in your diet. So for example, if you're saying that burgers, pizza, desserts, cookies, cakes are cheats, that is going to lead to a mindset that you can never have those things unless you're on your quote-unquote cheat day or a quote-unquote cheat meal, right? Think about this. Think about this, right? If you are continuously thinking that, right, and you have a craving on a random Tuesday, you're like, I just want a cookie. And you tell yourself, no, no, that's for my cheat day. I cannot have that. You are going to not only push off that craving for your cheat day, right? So you're going to have like, an immense craving for it when, you know, that, that day comes. Um, But when that happens, you're then not only going to binge on it, right? Because you're building up this anticipation, you're putting the cheat day on a pedestal and you are basically making your diet that you feel as though should be, you know, clean, you know, overall, like if it's, if it's super, super, super clean, um, you're then making it unenjoyable, right? And when you wait until your quote-unquote cheat day, which is on the weekend, it not only leads to a binge, but then, you know, leads to that yo-yo dieting mindset, right? Which is then further going to develop an unhealthy relationship with food, right? Because not only is your metabolism going to wreak havoc, right? Because you're basically under eating all during the week, slowing down your metabolism like crazy. But then when you get to the weekend, you're potentially, you know, binging, right? That yo-yo cycle, um, your, your body is more likely to take more of that on as body fat because you've slowed your metabolism down so, so much throughout the week. And then as the weeks go on, right? And of course, not only is that a poor relationship with food, but you also just don't feel good, right? No one wants to feel out of control with food because it not only leads to like a major amount of digestive 
upset um but it's also really really frustrating in terms of how you feel you have a major amount of water retention right um you felt out of control um you maybe feel tired and sluggish the next day right just due to like a really high sugar high potentially um so you know how can we fix this right how can we develop a healthier relationship with food. Well, I will say that we want to be incorporating these, you know, quote unquote, fun foods. That's what I like to call them. Um, I know that another creator on TikTok calls them like sometimes foods. I totally agree with that. I think that's awesome. Um, You know, calling these foods like fun foods, sometimes foods, right? Uh, of course, focusing on a more nutrient-dense diet, but incorporating those into your day at least once or twice, right? Um, I did have, you know, a client that had those high amount of cravings, you know, especially throughout the hormonal cycle, right? Because we know as women, we go through a major hormonal cycle over the 28 days, right? Even myself, I get major cravings um, the week before, right? And that's, you know, pretty normal to a certain extent, right? We do want to, you know, definitely talk and touch base on cravings um, and what they mean. But, you know, the thing is, is like she was going up to that week before and, you know, binging on, on, um, you know, uh, food that she was restricting, prior. So I said, hey, why don't we start incorporating a little bit of that food um, throughout the, the, the week, throughout the entire 20 days of your cycle? And she's like, okay. And then, you know, next thing you know, <laughs> she's not feeling out of control with that item, right? That's the thing. Developing a healthier relationship with food is giving yourself unconditional permission to have the foods that you would like to eat. And is that scary initially? Absolutely, because we are told that that is not correct. Are there certain diet restrictions? Are there certain things like that in terms of sodium, carbohydrates, you know, things like that? Yes, I'm more so talking to people without those certain medical conditions, right? Of course, always listen to your doctor, always listen to your registered dietitian if they're telling you um, to restrict a certain thing due to a medical condition, but it is not necessary as long as you are focusing on nutrient-dense foods. But what does that mean? Like, what does moderation really mean, right? Because I think that's important, right? Because sometimes when we're so out of touch with our hunger cues and our relationship with food, it's really, really difficult to actually get a better understanding of what moderation is. So I definitely want to talk about that a little bit more. Um, So what I mean by like moderation and and nutrient-dense foods is I would say, you know, it really depends. It's like, are you tracking macros? Are you tracking your calories still? You know, sometimes you want to come from a place of being more mindful um, and being more intuitive, right? But I would say, you know, um, if your day, let's just say you're having four meals of the day, right? If your day is a little bit more, so processed foods, fun foods, sometimes foods um, out of like one of four meals, then I think that's the perfect balance, right? You do, in a sense, want to think of the 80-20 approach, but you also want to say like, hey, some days 
are going to be a lot less nutrient dense, but you have to give yourself that unconditional permission to listen to your body, right? Listen to your body and what it's telling you. Because if you don't, it's going to be really, really difficult um, to, you know, to like forgive yourself and not feel guilty. So, you know, again, like some days are going to look a little bit more nutrient dense. Some days are not. Um, And on those days that are not also giving yourself permission to say, hey, one day is not going to determine my overall progress, right? We all have vacations. We all have days where we want to celebrate, right? I know that recently (laughs) Clancy and I, um, we got our apartment. I'm going to be having my graduation come up soon. I know that those days specifically are going to be a little bit less nutrient dense. But the thing is, is at the end of the day, um, I'm not going to, you know, restrict myself from that, right? Because I would much rather have food be a fun thing than, you know, taking away from that experience. So that's what I really wanted to touch base on there. And it's all about reframing your mindset, right? And that's where, you know, with my coaching program specifically, it's really helpful because when these thoughts come up for you, it can be incredibly helpful to have that second eye to really help reframe your mindset, right? Um, in some that I really love to do in terms of my coaching is when you're sending over your check-in, you're not only just getting a response of like, you know, um, hey, here's your macros for the week, right? Even if you do not ask a specific question, what I like to go ahead and do is I like to dive deep and go in depth in your protocols to make sure that you understand and actually learn at the end of the day. That's the biggest piece, right? Because like I mentioned prior in this podcast, the biggest piece that, you know, we're really, really missing here is education. That's the thing. If we are not educated in nutrition by the end of the day, how are we going to develop a healthy relationship with food, right? So with that, I really want to go ahead and dive deep in terms of macros, okay? So if you haven't already, I feel as though everyone under the sun knows macros, but if you don't, right, that's totally fine. Um, I just feel as though it's so well known at this point, but anywho, Let's talk about flexible dieting and macros. So flexible dieting is basically just the the fact that all foods should fit in your diet as long as it is within your certain macro ranges, right? So for example, you could have chicken nuggets and fries for one meal, oatmeal and eggs the other, and as long as they all fit your macros for the day and total it up, right? that means that you're going to see body composition progress, right? Because there, it is true when you track your protein, carbs, and fats, you are going to see differences in your body composition when you're able to optimize them. And here's the thing. Here's where flexible dieting comes in. It not only makes food fun again, it not only welcomes all foods into your diet, which I love, it makes all foods fit, um, 
nothing is restricted. Uh, everything is, you know, within moderation, however, because you have to stay within your certain goals. Excuse me. Um, but it allows you to understand your body and your portion sizes. And that's where it could be so valuable. If I were to go back in time, I would say um, macro saved me. Like I should have done it sooner because it really allowed me to develop a healthier relationship with food actually, right? Not every, not everyone goes down that path. Some people macro tracking is not good for, they go to intuitive eating, right? And I completely respect that, right? Because everyone is super different, but I've really helped so many women heal their relationship with food with macro tracking. And that's why I love it because it does give you that education in terms of, you know, when you're macro tracking, you're reading food labels, right? So for example, it's like ingrained in my head at this point that half an avocado, you know, like hundred grams of avocado is like 15 grams of fat or something like that. Um, and like, you know, whole milk is eight grams of fat, uh, like 12 carb, eat protein, you know, things like that are just like so ingrained in my head, but like, it gives you that education, right? And when you're reading the food label more, you're going to learn like, oh my gosh, like this has high potassium. I know potassium is a really awesome electrolyte and it should be balanced with sodium. Um, another example would be, oh my gosh, this drink is low in fiber, high in carbohydrates. Ah, oh, this is something that I should have pre-workout because I know that fiber is a little bit fat, less fiber, it's going to be faster to digest, right? High carb, that's going to help support my workout performance, right? So I think these things are super important to keep in mind. And that's why I love macro tracking. And that's why I always preach it in my program. And that's why I still offer um, macro only coaching, right? And really diving deep in nutrition because like it is so much mindset, right? That you get a lot out of it. So um, with that being said, in terms of, you know, really continuing to develop that healthy relationship with food, right? Going back to the reverse dieting piece of things, right? It's actually going to be incredibly important for you to get back in touch with your hunger cues and really, really focus on making sure that you're getting up to a point that you can actually be in touch with them. Because the thing is, is that when you restrict your food intake, you are no longer in touch with your natural hunger cues because that does skew leptin and ghrelin, which are going to be like your hunger and fullness hormones. And getting back to that point is going to help you to understand um, what those feel like again, right? Um, and typically <laughs> what happens is when we start the reverse diet, right? Not only does your metabolism speed up, but your hunger is going to as well, right? And when that happens, you're not only going to, you know, tighten up, look better, um, but you're going to have to increase your food. And that's scary in and of itself. I know that can be super nerve wracking, but the thing is, is that again, um, it's going to, you know, feel so much better for your relationship with food because you're also going to allow for more foods to fit and you're going to also um, get a better understanding of, 
you know, what it feels like (laughs) to really feel those hunger cues and just be more in control. So I think that is all I have for today's episode. Um, If you do have any questions, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram at Kelly underscore Fitmore, or you can also, um, you know, comment below. Well, actually, I don't even know if you can comment below. (laughs) Um, You could definitely shoot me a DM if you have questions or any other suggestions for the podcast topics going forward. Definitely have so much more to talk about on the Fit More Into Your Lifestyle podcast, but be on the lookout for episode three, hopefully next week. I'm not really tying myself to any type of schedule for this podcast, um, just because you know, as a creator, you got to create when you're the most creative. So that is my goal. (laughs) That is my goal. Um, But yes, I will talk to you soon. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye.